Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, we're all set to roll with a big Thursday show. But first, I got to read this email I received today from one of our Patreon subscribers about our 80s shows on the after party. Hey, Bob, I just got to say, I was super skeptical about the 80s shows going into it. I absolutely despise the 80s. It's probably my least favorite decade I experienced so far. Growing up as a young black kid in the American Midwest wasn't the easiest. Like you said, many of us got the fuzzy end of the lollipop during the Reagan years. I've tried to explain this over the years to my wife, who grew up in a much different experience as a young white girl in the Midwest. She loves old 80s hair bands and still loudly plays the music whenever I get trapped in the car with her and she's got command of the radio. She has no idea how much Brett Michaels and Bon Jovi cut right through me. But I say all that to say, damn it, you two killed it. I was fascinated by all the things you were able to bring back to mind without triggering my typical 80s gag reflex. You actually reminded me that there were some things about the 80s that really weren't that bad. Thank you so much for this. You can listen to our three-part series about the 80s by subscribing to the After Party level on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Show. So don't miss out. Again, go to Bob Show or patreon.com slash Show. Choose the After Party and Shadow Docket level, enter your information, and you're all set. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. What do you say, big guy? You want to go for a ride in the Bob Mobile? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, January 11, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Little Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Yeah, I got to get myself a Bob Mobile. Every time I play that clip, I'm like, why don't I have a Bob Mobile? It is day 1086 of the Biden Harris administration, 299 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And those two people right there, it's the goth ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton, the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller Show, patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show, to support that radio program. Also, David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer. And you can find him at patreon.com slash astral summer goth ninjas. Hi. Hello. Hey, I want to ride in the Bob Mobile. (laughs) It's not that great. It's kind of a jalopy. That's how I'm picturing it. uh, It's like chitty chitty bang bang. All right. Anyway, uh, wouldn't it be cool if someone actually made me a Bob Mobile, like a, an industrious listener who just happens to have a lot of money and free time? Say, you know what? I'm going to make a Bob Mobile. Even just drawings would be cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's have drawings of the Bob Mobile. 
Patreon has to fix it so you can actually post photos in the comments, post images. You can't do that yet, but mm. may, maybe in the chat room. I haven't tried it in the chat room. Maybe it happens over there. Boy, that'd be fun to see on social media too. Drawings of the Bob Mobile. I'm a little disappointed that I, life has not thrown me a single friend who drives a DeLorean. <laughs> I, you I'm know just, what? You know, I've got you topped on that because I have several friends who not only own DeLoreans, but they're DeLoreans that have been souped up to look like the Back to the Future time machines, like exact really? replicas. Yes, Are they in like a club. Yeah, well, Terry Metalis, the executive producer of Picard Season 3, he just won an award oh, in the Hollywood Critics course. Association for Picard Season 3. He's got one of the actual cars that they used in Back to the Future. I think he's got the oh, wow. A vehicle, the one that rolls off the trailer in the beginning uh -huh. of the movie when they're at the Twin Pines Mall. He's uh -huh. got that, <laughs> that DeLorean which has been obviously restored to look like it did in the movie. So to answer your question, David, I got lots of DeLorean friends. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I, I expect like, you know, the Goldwyn door opens and the eight track in the dash is always playing Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've got this other friend, Sean Bishop, who's got not one, but several Ecto vehicles, exact replicas of the cars they used in Ghostbusters. Yeah! <laughs> but anyway, so uh, closing arguments in Trump's New York civil fraud trial uh, are occurring today. Trump did not testify, to which I said... Of course he didn't. Boo! Boo! America has to <laughs> laugh. America needs some fun now, now and then because... He doesn't even go here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the thing. Is, that's what the judge was said. Right. It was like, no, you've... I mean, I mean, come on then. You want to testify, but you get cross-examined immediately after. And, they were, and Trump's like, no, no. I'm, I just want to make a speech. <laughs> he still wanted to do it, though. The judge was like, nah, can't do it. Not going to do it. Oh, hey, it's Bob in the future after we're done recording today's show. Naturally, as soon as we finished recording the episode, this news came down from our friend Mary Trump on her substack, Breaking and Goron Destroys Donald. Donald went on an unhinged tirade during closing arguments. Judge Engoron shut him up completely. Uh, Donald's attorney, Christopher Keis, asked Judge Angoron if Donald could speak, after which Judge Angoron immediately turned to Donald and asked, do you promise to just comment on the facts and the law, terms Donald's team had refused? Surprising no one, Donald started talking immediately without answering the question. With $320 million on the line, including Mar-a-Lago itself, Donald went on to deliver an unhinged tirade that was sure to horrify his attorneys and ensure Angoron will apply the full amount of devastating damages to his case. Quote, this was a political witch hunt. We should receive damages for what they have taken our company through. They have no documents. They have nothing. Donald complained after months of documented evidence that showed the lengths of his vast fraud about 2.2 billion dollars of it i am an innocent man said the guiltiest man since judas i have been politically persecuted what has happened here is a fraud on me they want to make sure i don't run again this is all things he said in court if that weren't bad enough for donald mary said he then completely ruined his entire case he turned to the very judge who was about to decide his damages and attacked him. Quote, you have your own agenda, Trump told Angoron. You can't listen for more than one minute. Stupid! You're so stupid! Okay, back to the show.
Because they had to use the downstairs, you know, entrance, and there was no chance to talk to the reporters like he wanted. So mm-hmm. this was going to be no. He his. talked to reporters. You know those old cartoons where there'd be a scent wafting through the air, and then the cartoon character would smell that scent and be carried, uh, like defying gravity, carried along yeah. by the scent. That's what Donald Trump does with cameras and microphones. <laughs> if there's a camera or a microphone anywhere nearby, it's like that old saying, the old political maxim, the most dangerous place is between Donald Trump and a video camera. <laughs> you know, it's the same with anyone who's kind of a media whore like Donald Trump is. Even though he criticizes the enemies of the people all the time, mm-hmm. he needs them and he wants them. Oh, no, it's them. the he most abusive them. relationship in history. It's oh, like, God, yeah. He yeah. totally is just like... I. He, loves attention yeah. more than anything. I mean, you could you could take away the money, take away the golf courses, but it's just like he's got to have attention. And so that's the abusive relationship they have going back and forth. And we're all familiar, sadly, with the fact that uh, there continues to be threats issued against the people involved in these trials. It's like the whole idea of gag orders. Remember that yarn from three or four months ago? Oh, gag orders. <laughs> that means Trump's not going to oh, say anything. Oh, that old wheeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trump's not going to say anything awful about prosecutors or judges or anything like that because, you know, gag orders. Well, it continues. He threatened bedlam yesterday. Yes, he did. And then just on the heels of that, there was a bomb threat issued against Judge Angoran at his home. Mm-hmm. That's happening. We talked about the swatting that's going on. That continues to happen. Someone swatted Jack Smith on Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, Judge Chutkin was swatted. That means mm-hmm. some ridiculous red hat or a group of red hats called in some sort of threat so mm-hmm. that they all converge on whoever their victim is, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's happened on a couple of occasions now. And meantime, as I said, Judge Engeron got a, a bomb threat issued to his home. So Nassau County authorities on Thursday responded to a bomb threat at the house of Judge Engoron. A spokesman for the Nassau County Police mm-hmm. Department confirmed that there was an investigation at the house of the judge who in several hours is expected to hear closing arguments in Mr. Trump's case. That's happening right now. Two people with knowledge of the matter said that the threat involved a bomb and that the bomb squad came to the house. Mm-hmm. It was not clear whether the threat would delay the proceedings. They did not. The threat did not delay the proceedings. Uh, the threat came the morning after Trump again attacked Judge Engoron on Troth Central. His social media site, that's a website? That's a real website? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Isn't it in bankruptcy now? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I actually have an account over there because I like to spy on what Donald Trump is saying. Plus, I needed to confirm because there's a lot of, lot of fake Donald Trump troths that end up on Twitter. So I like to run over there and see if he actually said the crazy things. That you know you don't have to have joined that to see his troths. I didn't know that, but... I'm glad that I'm there because occasionally I like to jump into his mentions. Not as though he's seeing them, but you know what I mean. It's it's just I know it's therapeutic. You're to slide into those Trump DMs, baby. Yeah, I mean it's therapeutic to scream at him that he's a one-term loser and stuff like that. Yeah, to, to throw little fun. truth bombs in the midst of all the red hats conglomerating <laughs> in his mentions. But uh, he said on Troth Central that the judge and the New York Attorney General who brought the fraud case were trying to quote unquote screw me. And it came just days after the police in Washington were called to the home of the federal judge overseeing Mr. Trump's election interference case. So the Republican violent rhetoric 
continues, Donald Trump is the Pied Piper for all of these threats. I don't think this would be happening if Donald Trump wasn't uh, stirring up the shitstorm, getting all of his right. people into a frothy rage. And by the way, during the uh, Shadow Docket portion of the show, we're going to talk about how the Democrats are taking aim at militias. So stick around for that. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show to subscribe. $5 a month. Um, so moving on here, we got to talk about the chaos in the House Oversight Committee from yesterday. Uh. Is that where they held up the big sign of uh, Donald Trump and, and, and uh, Epstein uh, hanging out from the 80s? Yes, yes. I think so, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jamie Raskin was on fire. Felt good to be he a Mar was. Marylander yesterday. Um, but I've got a couple of other clips. Nancy Mace losing her spadoinkel. Jared yeah. Moskowitz winning the day. Oh. In case you don't know, Hunter Biden showed up at the House Oversight Committee yesterday as they were about to vote on contempt charges against him. <laughs> you can't avoid contempt of me. I'm here. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it, David. That's exactly uh, why I showed I'm up. I'm starting to have a thing for Hunter, and it's bad because, <laughs> I like, I think I, what I actually like is like bad Hunter. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, Hunter sweaty, the troll. Up yeah. Hunter, but yeah. Um. <laughs> well, as far as the votes go, uh, in the judiciary judiciary committee. <laughs> Is a, Dana Carver used to do a bit about that. Judicial system. Uh, the 23 to 14 vote by the Judiciary Committee and the 25 to 21 vote by the House Oversight Committee sent uh, the matter to the full House in which Republicans have a slim majority. That's where this sound effect comes in. Because I don't, I don't think it's going to pass in the House. They need some. <laughs> they, they, I don't think it's going to pass on the floor because they need moderate Republicans to vote right. for it. They need a, a few of them, and I don't think they're going to get those votes. That's my bold prediction for where this goes. The measure. And if is, anybody's out sick for, on their side, I mean, the, their majority is so razor thin after Santos is out. Yeah, you know, I mean, no it's kidding. just like I mean, a couple more of them get indicted or have to leave, and it, it's you know House Speaker Jeffrey's time. Everybody, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. Uh, so, well, the measures yeah. accuse uh, Hunter Biden of failing to sit for a private deposition in the impeachment inquiry against President Biden. The thing is, one, as you said, David, that's why he showed up yesterday. Right. Like, I'm here. I'm ready to testify. Fire away, bitches. But these, <laughs> <laughs> these goddamn weasels in the Republican Party don't want a public testimony. No, no I mean, they didn't even have a list of questions ready, probably. They were like, whoa, well, he's here? <laughs> You know, they, <laughs> yeah, they're, like they could only be more taken aback and caught unprepared if Jesus actually showed up. <laughs> you know, I was the second coming and they were like, oh, you mean he's he's here now? Well, uh -huh. plus this whole yeah. thing, the entire impeachment inquiry and everything involving this investigation into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. This has nothing to do with evidence. This has everything to do with innuendo for yep. political purposes. So this way, if Hunter Biden testifies behind closed doors as the Republicans wanted him to, that was mm -hmm. the requirement in the subpoena, they can then distort his testimony, right. which is the whole idea. Because everything is distorted mm. in this entire thing. They're turning right. nonsense into gigantic impeachable offenses. It's like that check, that reimbursement check for the car payments. Right. Uh, look, check Hunter Biden's name, things, President, Barisma. <laughs> <laughs> the impression I'm doing for that 
is maybe the most obscure, dumbest impression ever. I'm referencing it's the Joe Piscopo. Isn't exactly, it? yeah. Joe we Piscopo. We talked about this before as a sports announcer. <laughs> right, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, Saturday Night Sports. And then he would just yell out words from sports. That was his entire. St. Bit. Louis, playoffs. Could be dicey. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. And that's what I'm doing because I'm the king of obscure references. Thank you very much. It's no longer Dennis Miller. It is me. I'm ready to wear that crown. Me and my Bob Mobile. Okay. So uh, that happened yesterday. Those, both of those votes, they're holding him in contempt. It's going to fail on the floor of the House. I'm almost positive of that. So at one point, Hunter Biden got up and started to walk away, started to leave the room. But it was right when Marjorie Taylor Greene had her turn. To talk. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. She kept showing his dick pics to everybody. And didn't she later on, after he left, she did anyway? I think she did again. I think she has a thing for him. David, you've got competition. It's going to be you and MTG. Oh, I'm pretty sure Hunter's settled down and, you know, I don't... <laughs> I would fight her, though. I mean, if there's an excuse, like, you know, come on, bitch. <laughs> like I said on my gay pride rant last summer, let me loosen up my bra strap. Bring it. <laughs> Let's listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene reacting to Hunter Biden leaving the House uh, Oversight Committee yesterday. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, here goes. <laughs> Why didn't they just do the interview? If they were so upset he was leaving, he was there. Yeah, no kidding. What are you exactly mad about? I know, he's right there. If you need to get him to testify, why not take the opportunity? Because they don't want him to testify. Right. That's the No, idea. because they don't have anything to ask him, because none of it's real. It's all yeah. just... Ugh. So they continued on to rend their garments, collapse on their fainting couches. Mr. Chairman, wow, that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. It's not like a pair of geese like caught in a snowblower. You know, it's just. (laughs) Well, then there was Nancy Mace. Nancy Uh Mace with the uh, I don't know, probably sarcastic remark about white privilege. Nancy Mays accused Hunter Biden of exercising white privilege. Who's woke all of a sudden, Nancy? Holy shit, here we go. Um, First of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Of course. See, that's what I'm talking about. Because now she's injected that into the conversation. Who Mm -hmm. bribed Hunter Biden to show up? There's bribe. Do you hear that? Bribery, Saturday Night Sports. Bribery, Hunter Biden. Who paid him? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane because it's so transparent. We all see it, except for all of these people whose bullshit detectors are completely malfunctioning. Yeah. So they don't see it, uh, partly because they don't want to see it, and also partly because they can't see it. They've been duped. They're suckers. These people, uh, Nancy May, I think the moment the they of- permanently broke their bullshit detectors was the moment that 
was the day that we talked the bronzer day when they had the oh, Russian yeah. foreign. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was this? Was it who was it? They're like chief of the FSB or something that they had into the Oval Office. Uh-huh. They had all those pictures taken. It looked like they had shit on their faces. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was all yeah. wearing Saudi Arabian bronzer, probably. Yeah, no, it was all purple bronzer. I, I called it Lavrov purple. That was the actual Lavrov. That was his name. That Foreign was minister. The, yeah. That was the Crayola crayon color. It's Lavrov purple, and and mm-hmm. both Trump. Trump and Lavrov, they had the same face makeup. It was crazy. Yeah. Like Lavrov gifted Donald Trump with his own brand of Lavrov purple face makeup. And Trump was like, well, right. I got to wear the Lavrov makeup today because he's showing it's up. It's like the ugly sweater that your aunt Shirley gave you. <laughs> that you have exactly. to put on because they're coming over this weekend and you better wear it at least once because she knitted it herself. Bingo. That's exactly right. Here we go. Let's get back to Nancy Mace here. Let's start over again. We're going to start over again. Who bribed Hunter Biden <laughs> to be here today? That's my first question. Um, Second question, you are the epitome of white privilege, coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. (gasps) Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. (laughs) We've seen photos. Right, David? Yeah, they're very much there, dude. Uh, you know, but I mean, just God, there's I mean, such 12 year olds is the problem. Yeah. This they is are. just like, yeah. why don't you come sit at our table then if you're not scared? You know, I mean, it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you people. We have real issues in this country. Yeah. There yeah. are hungry children in the, like one in five children in this country doesn't know where their next fucking meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that just, oh, God, it kills me. Like, I just, Kids should be able to eat. I, yeah. eat as much fucking money as as falling out of you know Jeff Bezos's asshole and <laughs> Elon Musk, and it's just like we could just you know I uh, and so this is what you're like you're you're being like what are you queer are you fucking ball this sissy and it's just like Jesus Christ people mm-hmm. you're supposed to be our leaders yeah yeah well, no right. this, is, this is an entire party that's weaponized clickbait. Like everything yeah. they say is is like a form of clickbait. I was on a fugal saying last night, and, I, and for some reason I couldn't produce the word clickbait, so I just described what clickbait is for <laughs> four or five minutes. You mansplained to the universe. Yeah, you know that thing when people say stupid shit just to get clicks on the internet. That thing. That's what the Republicans are doing. That thing. It's like when someone says stupid shit on TikTok just to get engagement. And and it's clickbait. That's what I was trying to come up with on Google Say's show last night. But that's okay. what Google Say probably let you twist in the wind for like thirty minutes. And he's like, "Do you mean clickbait, Bob?" I think yeah. I may have described it in a way that didn't seem like I was trying to describe clickbait. That I was coming up with some more profound uh, treatise on this dynamic with the Republican Party. <laughs> Instead, I was just saying, trying to say clickbait. They deal in clickbait. This is all being mentioned so that Fox News will play it and and uh, Newsmax will play it, and then all. All of the uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex will play the clips and that'll give, you know, more attention and clout to the people saying it. That's the whole idea. Donald Trump invented this. It's really good that I'm not Hunter Biden because I would be like, actually, I was sponsored to be here today by Astroglide. All right, well, I take that endorsement deal and just be like, yeah, give me that. I'll endorse that check. Sure. All right, let's hear the rest of Nancy Mace here. Yes, Hunter Biden has no balls. We get it. Mr. Chairman, um, if the, the lady recognizes If the general lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Oh my God, suddenly she's a feminist. Right. 
How Are we allowed to speak in here? It's like you were a fucking anti-feminist until 30 seconds ago. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just, I can't with that. I cannot with that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, okay, you're going to bleep me, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I always bleep that word. But uh, yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying, though. I mean, the point is well taken. Uh, meantime, we got to talk about what happened before the uh, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals the other day, which is probably, I mean, this should have been the story that we led with because this may be the most important story of the year so far, because this is Donald Trump saying through his proxy, his attorney, John Sauer, that this is what he intends to do. This is his view of the presidency. This presidential candidate is entering into the record the fact that he wants to be able to, as president, he believes he has the power to commit any crime that he chooses. Yep. And, and we're talking about the most heinous possible crimes all the way down to the most meaningless crimes. The whole gamut of crimes. If there is a crime, Donald Trump believes that as president he can commit that crime and not be prosecuted for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get the fact that Donald Trump has already admitted that he wants to be a dictator, you know, for one day, because dictators mm-hmm. always give up their power after one day. Always, you know I mean? always, always. But in addition to that, I mean, that's a pretty big story, given the fact that Donald Trump is actually running for president again. But an even bigger story is the fact that this occurred. This is a, an official appeal before one of the most important circuit courts of appeals in the country. The next step is the Supreme effing court. So Donald Trump's argument is, yeah, you know what? SEAL Team 6, I can order them to murder Joe Biden and murder Hillary Clinton and murder Barack Obama, and you can't fucking prosecute me for it because I have immunity, neener, neener, neener. It's a good thing that I'm not a Biden because I'd be like, hello, SEAL Team 6, let's get this thing going now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, well, this is it. I mean, he, he knows that Joe Biden would enjoy the same immunity privilege. I don't think he thinks that. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I think you're exactly right. I think he believes that's only a power reserved for him. Right. And and the, the thing is, is uh, Alison Gill scared me a little bit the other day. She was talking about the Supreme Court possibly ruling. and I know, but it, Somebody was talking about it. And uh, she was concerned that if the Supreme Court takes it up, that they might just carve it like they did with the Bush v. Gore mm-hmm. and say oh, that God. it only applies to this person. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> the dream scenario is this, that, that uh, the circuit court rules like we all think they will, that no, you're not a king, and that SCOTUS doesn't even take it up. Yeah, I think that's the most likely possibility. Mm-hmm. That would be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, because I love that he looked up there and saw three women judges looking back at him. I mean, that's his worst nightmare. Of three course. women. And I'm surprised like, he hasn't yeah. started screaming about that on Troth Central yet. He will. Um, but here's the thing. John Sauer, Donald Trump's lawyer who made this argument, didn't present anything new or substantive that the Supreme Court would want to, you know, right. wrap its teeth around. He just made this insane argument. Chris Hayes said he backed into this argument about impeachment as it's described in Article 1, the impeachment judgment clause, right. where it says the president can be impeached, but regardless of whether the president is impeached, he could still be prosecuted after he leaves office. So that's actually in the Constitution. 
Yep. This argument about immunity is absolute mm. nonsense. I mean, one of the cases that was made in, in front of the court, one of the uh, circuit court judges, I forget if it was Florence Pan or someone else who said, well, why would Gerald Ford pardon Richard Nixon if the law didn't permit Richard Nixon to be prosecuted? Exactly. If Richard <laughs> Nixon had immunity from prosecution. And the response is, Yep. I mean, good God, what an embarrassment. But that was one of my primary <laughs> observations about, aside from the danger of what was being argued, the immense danger. The other thing I noticed is John Sauer was absolutely being puppeteered by Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was about to say, is yeah. that like they are just throwing their professional reputations on the bonfire by saying what he tells them to say. Yeah. Even when they, I mean, they must know that it's just pure, like, smoke and bubbles, right, you know? Like, right. it's just like, this is, makes no sense. You're arguing 180 degrees what your defenders argued in your second impeachment. Mm -hmm. At one point, I think John Sauer said something to the effect of, Donald Trump is ahead by a lot. Uh -huh. He's leading in all the polls. Leading in every poll. He's extremely yeah. popular. And I'm thinking, holy so? shit. He's like reading off a cue card that Donald Trump scribbled out with one of his Sharpies. Uh-huh. And yeah. also, what does that have to do with anything? Who cares if yeah, he's no, popular? It's not Who legally... the fuck cares? Right. Well, that's, I mean, their whole thing, you know, there's like, the, this is the Biden administration because they're scared. They're lashing out at Trump, which uh -huh. it makes, no. you know. Well, first off, you know, this, this is New case York. was brought a long time ago. Wasn't this case begun when you were still in office, clowny? Plus, you it's know, a state president. case. It's not a federal case. Blah, 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 blah. Aren't we way overdue for our first break? Yeah, oh yeah, we're ready for a break, producer David. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just get antsy. Like I'm like, I'm still, I'm just used to the radio clock. You know, I feel like the producer is like glaring in at me from somewhere. Like you need to, you know, hey, got to mention the sponsors. Well, no, you're exactly right. We got, we do got to take a break because when we come back, I got to play the audio of this back and forth between uh, uh, Attorney Sauer and D.C. Circuit Court Judge Florence Pan. And okay. we'll get a, a firsthand view of the ridiculousness of this argument, which, again, circulates around the impeachment uh, language in the Constitution. And it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. And on top of that, immensely dangerous. OK, meantime, we're going to talk about Donald Trump's uh, town hall on Fox News last night. Plus, there's a fascinating story about Nikki Haley in Politico today. And this has to do with not specifically Nikki Haley, but it has more to do with the overall Republican primaries in which Nikki Haley is, is playing a crucial role right now. So we'll talk about that, too. Plus, the Republican civil war in the House continues. Yes, Republican infighting, Republicans in disarray. Republicans in disarray. Oh. <laughs> That's still a thing. Okay, back with more podcasting right after these words. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. new single from Freak Bass. Yeah, it's another one. We uh, premiered a single from Freak last week. And this is a brand new one. This is called I Know You Do. And this is one of my favorites. This is quintessentially Freak Bass. You need like a bass line, like (laughs) bass line, B-A-S-E line, like a standard Freak Bass track, one that represents Freak Bass's music. This would be the one to get into your record collection, right? Link in the description, as always, under this episode. Comes with a black light. Yeah. Pair of roller skates. Dry ice machine. Yeah. Yeah, just go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 111.24. Click that link. Scroll on down, and you can find links to support Freak Bass and all the independent recording artists here on today's show and all future shows and all past shows as well. (laughs) And, And by the way, while you're at it, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Okay. I feel this is a, this will lead us in, I think, to our next topic. I want to know, because you you are the person who has tolerated more Trump airtime than I have ever been able to stomach. <laughs> right? Yeah. You yeah. have watched the speeches, the press conferences, the infuriating, like, copter chat things. Mm-hmm. So all of my those question COVID, is, All those COVID press conferences. Ugh, watched every like, single where one. Where do you think he is in terms of his cognitive decline? Because I've been hearing people saying that, like, even for him, he's been missing a step. Lately. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely slowed down. If you listen to him oh, talking yeah. in 2016 during that campaign and compare it to Donald Trump talking now, there's a definite decline. And I still think something happened to him during that Jerusalem speech. 
I'm not willing to fully concede that it was just his teeth. And God bless the United States. Something else was happening to him. Even if he had had a stroke? Like right there on camera? I I think it's possible. I think something possibly happened to him when he had COVID. I think there's something going on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I I think he's been having more short circuits. He's repeating himself a lot. Oh, my God. He always Um, did that. Yeah. He was talking about the Civil War over the weekend at one of his rallies and how it should have been negotiated. And (laughs) so it's kind of hilarious when he starts dipping into history. Yeah. He just, he kept looping back to the same language over and over again. He kept saying it was vicious, but it was fascinating and it was vicious. And by the way, it was fascinating when I read it was vicious, fascinating. It's just like on a loop going back to the same phraseology, which is something that he's always done. It's just gotten a lot worse lately. Mm. All right. I've got to play this tape of this exchange between uh, Florence Pan, uh, D.C. Circuit Judge Florence Pan, and Donald Trump's lawyer in this appeals case having to do with presidential immunity, John Sauer, with his uh, raspy voice. He's got kind of a Fauci voice. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sounds a- almost, he sounds like the radio channel isn't quite on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like he's a little bit off the station, and it's like, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. He sounds like a machine, like something is like... What are those, like a voice synthesizer that's like detuned? I mean, I don't understand. It's- Just as a side note, Alex Jones has a similar thing happening with his voice. I don't understand uh-huh. how people listen to that for <clears throat> hours every day. I listening- don't either. It just sounds horrible. It sounds like someone took a weed whacker to his throat. Or that's just like load. I just imagine it being like loaded with polyps. Up and down his esophagus, yeah. just polyps. No, making him sound like that. Yeah, it's it's horrible, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. Here's uh, John Sauer making the most insane argument ever presented in the history of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, saying that the only way Donald Trump can be prosecuted for crimes is if he's impeached and then convicted in the Senate, even though there's nothing on this planet that says anything of the sort. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Here we go. Listen to this. This is horrible. But your position is that he can't be prosecuted for that unless yeah. he's impeached. Yeah. That was, as long as it's an official act. I mean, in certain cases, purely private conduct under Clinton against Jones, he'd be subject to prosecution for that as long as he's not in office. Could, but could as long as it's an official act. Could a president order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to SEAL Team 6? He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If what if you weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in Marbury against Madison and uh, uh, no. and our Constitution tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause. Did you, did you catch any of that? He's like citing yeah. Marbury versus Madison and something else, yada, yada, yeah. yada, something, yeah, something, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. He, sound, he, he sounds like the radio like between the X-Wing fighters in the Death Star battle. What you, it's, know you know what it, it gets, sounds like? like it, it may not be like throat polyps or anything like that. It may just be from yelling back and forth with Trump. Maybe. P- preparing for all of this. Because Donald Trump is asking him to say all these stupid things. I'm sure mm-hmm. any lawyer who had any sort of integrity would get a, hear this kind of thing and say, no way I'm fucking saying that. No way I'm making that case. In front of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, are you fucking kidding me? No way that's happening. And then Donald Trump insists, well, unless you do it, I'm going to fire you and I'm going to badmouth you all over Troth Central and badmouth you in my rallies and everything. And they start yelling back and forth and they yell so furiously that this guy's voice ends up sounding like this the next day. <laughs> I think that's just my yeah, I don't think anybody crazy dares yeah. to yell back at him. I think he screams at everyone, but nobody ever screams. I mean, like, yeah. I think he would... 
it would it might actually kill him. A I shock just, if somebody ever yelled back. I can't believe people are still willing to work for him and represent him after he skips his lawyers. Yeah, and then fires them and screams about them. I mean, Ty Cobb is now all over. Old-timey baseball player Ty Cobb and Donald Trump, former Donald Trump attorney, is all over cable news screaming about how dangerous Donald Trump is if he becomes president again. This is a guy who actually represented Donald Trump in court. Mm -hmm. And by the way, speaking of court representatives... One of Donald Trump's lawyers in his, I think it was the second impeachment, made the case that Donald Trump could be criminally prosecuted after he leaves office for crimes committed while in office. He made that case. He's like, okay, you shouldn't convict here in the Senate. What you should do is if there are crimes here, prosecute him after he leaves office. And he went on for, I don't know, three, four, five minutes making a case for that sort of process to happen mm-hmm. after Donald Trump leaves office. That was one of Donald Trump's own lawyers mm-hmm. in 2021. <laughs> that wasn't too long ago. And now this lawyer is saying, ah, no, 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 ah, no, it's not that. He has to be convicted in the Senate before he's ever criminally prosecuted, which nothing, nothing, nowhere, <laughs> not in the Constitution, not anywhere else, pairs those two things together. Impeachment is strictly about removal from office. Idiot me. I even found some stupid OLC memo from 23 years ago saying, oh, yeah, if the the president's impeached and and acquitted in the Senate, uh, then he can be prosecuted after he leaves office. No problem. Mitch McConnell was saying it on the floor of the Senate. So that's it. That's uh, this is why he's like a 10 year old that got caught beating somebody up at recess. You know, and they were like, (laughs) it it just it's like whatever I can, whatever argument is going to. Get me out of trouble, quote unquote, the oh, fastest. Yeah. yeah. That's what, what Donald Trump falls back on. But it's like that's he's spun himself 360 now, mm-hmm. you know, like or 180. He just keeps firing in whatever direction. And it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the conservatives on the Supreme Court were like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? This is your argument. I can't put my name to that. I can't attach my name to that nonsense. Well, I mean, that, apart from Alito and Thomas, who would absolutely say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah they're right. You can pair those two things. I don't care. But all the rest of them are like, they would fucking the fuck? kiss a baboon's asshole if Trump told them to. I mean, <laughs> it's like that's true. But I mean, this is so uh, dangerous. Let's get back to the rest of this uh, exchange between Sauer and Judge Pan. All clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked a you a yes no yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. And so, so, so your answer is, is, no. is my answer is qualified. Yes, there is a political process that would have to occur under us, the structure of our Constitution. That is wrong. No. There is nothing under the structure of the Constitution that says that. No. Nothing. Um, Nothing. Let me see. Where is that? Okay, I've got it here. Okay, <laughs> it's I'm, Howie Mandel and Helium that I'm hearing in my head. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah. So here's Article One, Section Three. This is Clause 7 about impeachment judgment. Judgment in- Are you putting on a barrister wig to do this for us, Bob? I am. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> in your boxer briefs and your barrister wig. That's right. Lay it, hit it, man. Yes. <laughs> judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to remove from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable. Nevertheless, be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. 
That is the Constitution. And what, what they're saying is that the second part of that is dependent on the first part. That indictment, right. trial, judgment, punishment is entirely dependent on conviction in the Senate. There's no wiggle room here for Donald Trump and his uh, his uh, ass kissing attorneys who will say yeah. anything that he wants them to say. So I hope this guy's embarrassed. I hope this guy went home last night and was like, I can't believe I said all that shit. That's crazy shit. I hope no one's laughing at me. Please don't laugh at me. <laughs> no, everyone's laughing at him, but yeah. I, think, <laughs> I don't understand what the incentive is because he's going to stiff you on the bills. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like left in history yeah. mm-hmm. as yeah. this like <clears throat> pitiful, like magnetic filing that got like jerked around 180 degrees from the law, from what you believe, from ethics, mm-hmm. so that you could prop up this clown. Well, meantime, uh, Jack Smith is apparently ruining Donald Trump's golden years. <laughs> uh, over on uh, the aforementioned mm. Troth Central, Donald Trump trothed this. Without immunity, it would be very hard for a president to enjoy his or her golden years of retirement. Well, first of all, Donald Trump isn't retired, by the way. Donald Trump's running for president again. But that doesn't matter because this is such bullshit. Uh, He continued by saying they would be under siege by radical, out-of-control prosecutors, much like I am, but without the retirement, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Keep David Bowie's song titles out your mouth, old man. (laughs) (laughs) What we're seeing a lot of right now is a lot of projection. What the Republicans do in seeking revenge or whatever their motivation is, they make up bullshit charges against people. See also Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in this awful impeachment inquiry. They're making shit up for the purposes of petty revenge. And so Donald Trump, who also does that, then superimposes or projects that onto Joe Biden or the Democrats or Judge Ngoron or whoever else because Donald Trump engages in petty vengeance and frivolous lawsuits and frivolous prosecutions that don't have any substance to them whatsoever because he does that. He thinks everyone else does that too. Yeah. That's the dynamic happening here because I'm a bullshitter. Then everyone else is a bullshitter. It's a classic thing. The biggest liar in the world believes that everyone else is a liar too. Well, of course. Yeah. So that's the, projection that we're seeing here and that and it's false of course because now we, we've got mountains of evidence we've got videotape we've got surveillance footage of what happened in mar-a-lago we've got video of him telling his fanboys to march to the capitol where he's going to meet them and they're going to fight like hell it was mm-hmm. donald trump's own words fight like hell is what he wanted to do so it's all there. It's all evidence. And all they're doing, prosecutors are just looking at the evidence and saying, okay, well, these are a bunch of crimes here. And then they're prosecuting. Whereas Republicans start with guilty first and then work backwards into the evidence, which they invariably never find. For example, Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Donald. Your golden years are being ruined. Jesus. By you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, don't commit the crimes. People would, I mean, but his whole, uh, yeah. 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 Well, he wouldn't be anywhere if he wasn't for crimes. So. Oh, and by the way, yeah. the classified documents case, I mentioned Mar-a-Lago a second ago. Jack Smith notified the court <laughs> that Trump has failed to produce a single piece of discovery. Yep. In the documents case. So they have produced nothing. 
to uh, hand over to Jack Smith's team. I'll be interested to see how that lands. I guess they're allowed to do that. I can't imagine they'd be allowed to just not produce any discovery. I think. They're, I don't Jody, think. What's, I mean, your, what's your law and order degree say? Yes, please, Jody. Well, I, I think it's weird because defense shouldn't have to turn over anything because they're defending themselves. But I know that Donald has said that he doesn't want to look at the discovery that Jack Smith has produced. So that might be like witness lists. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But like, you know, the defense, I don't know the laws down in Florida, nor anywhere else for that matter. Uh, but <clears throat> I, if he's not doing it, then he's going to, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be a contempt thing, you know, because yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Now, the the trial at the moment is on the stay. Mm. Um, or is that Florida? I forget now. Yeah, oh, if it's yeah. Florida, it's not stayed. Um, no. It stayed up in Judge Chuckin's Chuckin. state. And yep. so that's where he's refusing to look at discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I you know I don't. She's not gonna. She's not gonna do anything. Yeah, he's rolling the dice on this to delay. I think that's what the motivation yes. is. We're not gonna produce any discovery, and then we're gonna be forced to submit discovery, and then and we'll start to roll out the dice. Yeah. Yes, and then we're gonna bury Jack Smith in paperwork. Right. That's exactly how this is going to go. He's just waiting to the last minute. Everything that he's required to do, they're going to wait to the very last second before they're sanctioned for not doing it. And then that's when they're, because that'll be the the stall tactic. That's the delay tactic that he's famous for. So I think that's what that's all about. Um, Okay. So meantime, Donald Trump was at a uh, town hall last night on Fox News Channel. I can't believe Fox News is having him on the air with them. He hates Fox News Channel. I know. He's done nothing but bash. Again, it's Fox an abusive Center. relationship. Well, you're exactly right about that. And uh, I, I think he's more interested in the attention that he's going to get. And then he always has to work in some sort of cut on Fox News Channel in these cases, which he did last night. He uh, ranked on Fox News uh, quite a bit. But a um, couple of he things. He's like the most ungracious guest ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gonna... He's awful. <sighs> I mean, you know what? It wasn't Donald Trump. It was tiny Trump. Tiny Trump. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. He did like a Shawshank Redemption thing. Dug a gigantic long hole through the wall of our apartment here. Got out of his <laughs> cigar box. Crawled through the wall. A mile and a half of poop he crawled through. <laughs> then actually made his way to uh, Fox News and this town hall. I think it was in Iowa. So here's uh, yeah. Tiny Trump at the Fox News Town Hall talking about how he's going to be a dictator. He's confirming this once again. Here we go. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. We're going to do one, two things. The border, we're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. People. So... Stupid. Saying, no, no. And the press picks it up. So I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. They cut it. They go, I'm going to be a dictator. But they cut the rest of the sentence. No, no. no. I am not going to be a dictator. I'm going to manage like we did. We were so successful that no, you weren't. the country was coming together. It was <laughs> actually coming together and coming together well. It was a beautiful thing to see. And we're going to do that again. <sighs> First of all, anything he's like literally like he's literally what would happen if you crossed a penis and a potato. So in that sense, he's a dictator. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, but how many times did he say I'm going to be a dictator? I I, I lost count. Mm-hmm. It was like half a dozen yeah. times he said I'm going to be a dictator. Yeah. And as we said earlier in the show, dictators are never just dictators for one day. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody hands back absolute power. It has yeah, to be right. wrenched from their cold, dead hands, pretty much. <laughs> that's right. In uh, Star Wars, what was it, episode uh, two, when uh, Palpatine becomes basically the dictator of the Republic? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he totally handed that over after a day. He's like, okay, yeah, fine, I'm done with this. Okay, back to normal. I accomplish everything. It never happens. It just never fucking happens that way. Meantime, uh, Tiny Trump, this was the thing I think that infuriated me. Well, these next two clips both infuriated me to equal levels. The first one has, yeah, Donald Trump talking about, or Tiny Trump talking about how uh, he did a great job on COVID. Oh, the, the amnesia uh, of the American voter. That's what he's I know. Well, that's exploiting. like DeSantis saying he did a great job on COVID. It's like, how many body bags and freezer trucks do you uh, just, yeah. Yeah, I, I, this, I mean, that's on the extreme end of the spectrum. Just on the mildest uh, end of the spectrum when it came to the, the disaster that was 2020. We couldn't even get fucking toilet paper. Right. There were Body bags, I mean, human remains stacked up in refrigerated trucks outside of hospitals. That's how many people were dying every day. Donald Trump himself almost died from COVID. And it was all because he wanted to get reelected. And it's just like, we forget about that shit now. We look back, oh, that's in the past, doesn't matter. That was just then. We, I mean, I think about it every fucking day. Yeah, I know, so do I. I still think, you know, there should be like tribunals of people who worked at Fox News that encourage people not to get vaccinated. Yep, I know. Like their families, those dead people's families should be holding them liable, but of course they never will because, yeah. Yeah, here's uh, Tiny Trump. Did a great job on COVID. So I think we had very little chaos. I think we had tremendous success. We had very little chaos. It was nothing but chaos. And frankly, until COVID came along, and then we did a great job on that, too. We never got the kind of credit that I got on the economy. Mm. But we had the greatest economy in history. And uh, you- That is undeniably false. Uh, duh, obviously. Everything that comes the out greatest, of his mouth is a lie. The most but- precipitous drop-off since the Great Depression was, you know, the March of 2020. Yes, 22 like, million was, like, people that, lost their jobs. The most, the steepest collapse of, any, of the globe, you know, just... Yeah, okay. That's your greatest economy ever. Twice as many people lost their jobs because of Donald Trump than did uh, under Herbert Hoover during the uh, Great Depression. Well, even without COVID, the the economy was starting to tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a manufacturing recession in 2019. I always remind people of that because it's one of the things that gets flushed down the memory hole. The guy who builds things, the businessman president, presided over a manufacturing recession while Joe Biden is seeing a boom in factory construction in the United States. Mm -hmm. Boiled down the exact opposite of what happened under Donald Trump. Exactly. So anyway, let's get back to this because, (laughs) God damn it, people forget so easily. Take a look at our numbers. The numbers were so much better than they are right now. We had no inflation. We, had, we were Oh, my God. We were so... Because uh, COVID. No one was... By, okay. God damn it. <laughs> we had so much energy. We were ready to start supplying okay. energy, selling energy to Europe, Asia. We, we already do. I know. I know. We already sell... Oh, my... That's... <laughs> and here, uh, uh, Jody just snapped. Get the mop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down our debt, and then when COVID came along, we had to do a little bit of a course change. 
But we had an incredible four years again. Okay, this is easily the worst thing that Donald Trump has ever said. And he says it a lot. He says it quite often. It has to do, obviously, with killing babies after they're born. He's back to this again. This is uh, horrendous. This is on Fox News Channel last night. They're the radicals because they're willing to kill the baby in eight months, nine months, or even after birth. If you remember the former governor of Virginia where he said... You kill the baby after the ninth month or even afterwards. You set the baby aside and you have a conversation with the mother. And if the conversation, can you imagine? But these are the radicals. We're not the radicals. We are. Uh, Okay, I'm going to stop right there because I can't stand to listen to that any further. That is the most heinous thing I've ever heard a politician say in my entire career following politics. Mm -hmm. Because what this does is it, it, it dehumanizes women. Oh, yeah. Women are just these bloodthirsty baby killers. Yeah. It goes back to the whole blood libel thing with the Jews and the Nazis. And I mean, it's just, it's like, it's nothing is new. Yeah. yeah. It just. And of course, what Ralph Northam said, the former governor of Virginia, he was talking about what happens when there is a catastrophic health issue with the newborn baby. And the question that he's talking about is, whether to allow that baby to comfortably and peaceably pass away or to uh, use radical, painful methods to keep that baby alive, even though that baby will, in fact, die. That's what was being discussed. That was the issue on the table. Donald Trump is distorting that into, yeah, mom's just going to come over with a pillow and smother the fucking baby. That's exactly what he's trying to get his people to understand. And they all believe him, of course. Of course. See also aforementioned broken bullshit detector remark. So there you go. Um, more to come still on today's show. We're going to take a break here for a second. But uh, I want to talk about um, that Donald Trump is very nervous, first of all, about Nikki Haley. And he has a right to be because there's a new piece out in Politico today. And the headline is, don't be so certain Trump has the nomination locked up. <laughs> Who's been saying that shit? That's me. Okay, back with more show right after these words. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. Bob Seska plays more music.
brand new to the show. This is the Coleman. C O A L. Coleman. And a song called Black Cat. Uh, this is from their new album, which drops on March 29th. The album is called Everett. I had a link in the description, of course, to go and uh, I don't know what you call it on Apple Podcasts do you, or Apple Music. Do you pre subscribe? I think that's what you do. You can pre buy it or set up a, uh, an alert to let you know when the album drops. But it's going to be March 29th. Again, uh, The Coal Men and Black Cat. I love the rhythm section on this song. Yeah, really cool. All right, uh, getting back into things here. As I said before the break, that uh, I think Donald Trump's a little nervous about Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah, and this is going to involve maybe uh, the outskirts of polling in the course of this conversation. And I'd like to preface by saying, yes, I understand all the polling's janky. I get it. That's the little asterisk next to... I feel like this is directed at me. <laughs> no, I'll be nice. <laughs> well, it's not... I'm not going to sit here and go, la, 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 polling stories, fuck you, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's not specifically about polling, but a little bit of the forecasting has to do with where the polls are right now. Now, which shows Nikki Haley pretty damn close to Donald Trump yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah. And the fact that Chris Christie has dropped out. Yeah, that helps her. May actually help Nikki Haley. But uh, before we get into the Politico piece, uh, Trump, who forgot that his own mother was born in Scotland, has baselessly promoted a false birther conspiracy theory that Nikki Haley is ineligible to be president because her parents were not U.S. citizens when she was born. He's trying to make an eligibility thing under the 14th Amendment. Uh-huh. The great irony oh, boy. of that. Yeah. Well, you know, but she hasn't been convicted in a court of law for not being, you know, a natural-born citizen. Right. So uh, I guess you have to do that first now, according to the Republicans. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, but she is. I mean, she is a natural. She was born in South Carolina or wherever the hell she was born. Yeah, of course. So she is a natural born citizen. So she's completely just utterly, like Barack Obama. But, you know, which was really Orly right. Tates. Remember Orly Tates? I do. I remember her. He. Oh, I. Yeah. I had very bad experience with Kitty Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. well, she, she was at the center of the birther conspiracy theory with oh, yeah. uh, Barack Obama's birth certificate. And Donald Trump was merely stealing her thunder like he does with everyone. Yeah. Everything that Donald right. Trump does is stolen from something else, right? Melania Trump stole like mm -hmm. two speeches from Michelle Obama. Not one, but yep. two. Yep. Uh, Make America Great Again is stolen from Ronald Reagan. I mean, everything mm -hmm. about Donald Trump is stolen from someplace else. What did he say that... Uh, yeah, it was all better in the original German. Yeah, what was he saying for a while that, and, and he, I think he's still saying it, that he signed a Veterans Choice bill <laughs> when he was president? That was Obama. Which was Obama. Yes, of course. Of course it was. Mm -hmm. But this is what he does. He's a thief. He's a liar. Yeah. But yeah. this indicates that he's afraid. He's a scared of Nikki Haley, which uh, maybe may a little chink in the armor, I think. I think it is. Uh, maybe he shouldn't be so complacent about skipping these debates and uh, believing yeah. that he's measuring the drapes in the White House already. Um, so, yeah, there's this piece in Politico that I was uh, happy to see. So it's not just me and Hal Sparks <laughs> saying this about uh, Nikki Haley or about specifically about Donald Trump and the nomination. This is by Charlie Matizian uh, writing in Politico. He said, as long as Haley places her shows in Iowa, Virtually no one in the state and not even the campaigns themselves think Trump will lose. She is in the hunt. 
So as long as she plays, in fact, she could join Reagan, George H.W. Bush, John McCain, Mitt Romney, and Trump in the pantheon of GOP nominees who lost in Iowa. Mm -hmm. History matters. Precedent matters. After Iowa, it's on to New Hampshire, where where expectations will be even higher. She's already nipping at Trump's heels in the latest polls. So anything less than a second place finish, that was for David, anything less than a second place finish could prove yeah, fatal to, your poll right here, buddy. <laughs> to Haley's campaign. Chris Christie's departure from the race on Wednesday was the necessary first step. With the most vocal anti-Trump Republican gone, now there's a possibility she can consolidate the vote against the frontrunner. Together, their support surpasses Trump's in the latest Granite State poll, the latest New Hampshire poll. And two-thirds of Christie's supporters indicated Haley is their second choice. A a Haley victory in New Hampshire isn't out of the question. She's within seven points of Donald Trump in that Granite State poll I was talking about a second ago, or which he was writing about a second ago. Then comes her home state, South Carolina, which is scheduled to vote almost exactly a month later. Technically, Nevada looms in between, but the confusing details, a non-binding state-run February 6th primary that the Trump-dominated local GOP refuses to acknowledge, followed by the party, the state party-run caucus two days later. Republicans in disarray! Uh, makes it likely that for momentum purposes, the results of both will be a wash. In South Carolina, Haley trails Trump by a a wide margin in the polls. And the state's rapid growth and Trump's grip on the party means it's a different state than when Haley first won the governorship in 2010. But no candidate who's won statewide twice can be easily dismissed, especially if she's riding the tiger out of Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I think there's still... That's almost exciting in a way. Like, just, I don't know. I mean, I don't like... Dickie Haley, not my favorite person. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I just think it's like the the image of her just like you know beheading like the you know Trump as the Black Knight. It's just a flesh wound, you yeah, know. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, <sighs> obviously the safe money, the safe bet is Donald Trump gets the nomination. That's where I still am. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't I, think I, Nikki I, delivers the hate crack. Yeah, uh, like but I believe there's the- there's a second path here that there's some likelihood for, and that's that Donald Trump doesn't get the nomination, or that Donald Trump starts to lose, doesn't even get to whether he is the nominee or not, and decides to storm off because the Republican Party is rigging the vote against him. And so that, Mm. to me, as far as the Republican primaries go, the Republican nomination process goes, the best case scenario, as I've been discussing for the last few weeks, is Nikki Haley starts to win. Donald Trump gets pissed off, storms off, forms his own party, runs independently, splits the Republican vote, uh, destroying the Republican Party and reelecting Joe Biden. That's the best case scenario. And and you know what else? I just realized this. We didn't play the Jared Moskowitz clip before from the Hunter Biden. Yeah, Yeah, this is an important clip to play because this outlines the entire Republican hypocrisy. Yes, I get it. We're in the post-hypocrisy era. It doesn't matter anymore to be a hypocrite, apparently. But this is uh, Rep. Jared Moskowitz from Florida, by the way. Not everyone in Florida is an idiot. This guy is smart as fucking hell. Yeah, he's, he is. Like, yeah, whip he's smart. Great. Yeah, here's Jared Moskowitz just handing it to the Republicans on this. Listen, I'll, I'll make this bipartisan. I'll vote for the Hunter contempt today. You can get my vote. You can get my vote. But I want you to show the American people that you're serious. Here is the subpoena to Representative Scott Perry, who did not comply. I'd like to enter this into the record. 
Here is the subpoena to Mark Meadows. I'd like to enter this into the record who did not comply. Here is the subpoena to Jim Jordan who did not comply with a lawful <laughs> subpoena. I'd like to enter that into the record. Yeah. Here is the subpoena to Mo Brooks who did not comply. I'd like to enter that into the record. Here is the subpoena to Mr. Biggs, who did not comply. I'd like to enter that into the record. And here's the subpoena to Mr. McCarthy, who did not comply. I'd like to enter that into the record. There's an amendment coming to add some of those names into the contempt order. You vote to add those names and show the American people that we apply the law equally, not just when it's Democrats, right? It's a crime when it's Democrats, but when it's Trump and the Republicans, it's just fine. No, show that you're serious and that everyone is not above the law. Vote for that amendment, and I'll vote for the Hunter Biden contempt. Oh, yeah. More like that, please. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, your Democratic Party right now. And you contrast that with Republicans in disarray. They don't know what the hell they're doing right now. They're just flailing, hoping to God Donald Trump comes along and helps them retain power while demographics start to uh, shrink for the Republican. Republican Party going through serious shrinkage. That's why they're freaking out so much. They're desperately concerned about things changing significantly. Gen Z, for example, women voters, for example, Uh, Voters of color, for example, lining up against the Republican Party. And they're only making it worse for themselves. They're only driving more and more people away in this desperate attempt to cling to power. That's the the secret. That's the thing they don't understand. That Trumpism isn't securing their power base for the future. Trumpism is destroying their power for the future. Driving all of these groups away. But they think it's uh, smart politics. Right also, just tiger. granting like so much crazy power to the unitary executive, not understanding that you know Joe Biden will hopefully have golden years himself once he's not in office, and yeah. he can like, yeah. you know, I mean, I just ugh, the, it's shocking to me just like how little imagination they have yeah, in terms true. of like yeah. this could turn around and bite me on the ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, what'll happen is exactly what's happening right now, except in a criminal venue. What'll happen is. If Donald Trump becomes president again, he'll have whoever is uh, attorney general, like, I don't know, Charlie Kirk or someone, whoever ends up being <laughs> Trump's uh, attorney general, going to have them uh, uh, prosecute Joe Biden for some made up charges like they're doing right now, like made up charges having to probably this exact thing, the thing that they're impeaching him over. They're going to use that and spin that off and turn that into a criminal prosecution. Why? Because of petty payback. And it's going to fail. There aren't any judges in this country, even conservative judges who have been appointed by Donald Trump himself. They're not going to go along with this ridiculousness. I mean, what is he going to get John Sauer up there to prosecute Joe Biden in front of a court of law? It's not going to happen. Or if it does happen, it'll be tossed. Absolutely tossed. Because it's frivolous and stupid, and it's just a petty threat right now to get people to back off. That's all that is. It's going to happen to you. You're opening up a Pandora's box, Donald Trump said on Truth Central the other day. Oh, God. All right. Still to come. Holy shit. Ronnie Jackson and Don Jr. were saying that Joe Biden's on drugs. This is from yeah. the gigantic <laughs> and ever-growing. the very Dr. Feelgood of the Trump administration. See, okay. All right. See, <laughs> then we're out of music. But see you on the Shadow Docket. That's on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.